The Hard Shoulder With Nissan Number one for petrol in Ireland Number one for electric Nissan Innovation that excites This is News Talk Well it's Thursday and Tom Dunn joins me to talk about the weekend music First up, take a listen Okay, that of course was the lady who was in Croker shaking it all about Taylor Swift. Um, is this a party political broadcast you have here? I, I'm trying to bring in more of the mainstream. Because you know we have a general election on the seventh of December. Yeah, so you're, well, you're getting ready. I am. Okay. I'm lining up the ducks and trying midterms. to. I'm reaching out to the Irish artists to let them see that you know in America, big artists have waded in, and maybe some Irish artists to try and think about doing the same. Okay, what's she after saying? Out. Well, she's always been very apolitical, and during the 2016 election, she was criticised for for not indicating one way or the other who she would support. And she's got 112 million supporters on Instagram, so she is quite influential. And people were saying, "Get and off the fence." They looked to her for political they guidance. Did. Well, yeah, they looked to her for all sorts of guidance. They're young okay. girls who follow her. Oh. So they look up to her hugely. So she's finally gotten off the fence and she weighed in really to tell people to go out and vote. The, the primaries there are November. For the Democrats. Yeah, November. No, I don't think she was as black and white as oh, that. Oh, She said, yeah, she had a go at the Republican candidate. Yeah, she I, said I she would be voting. Be Trump's biggest fan. She isn't. No. And she like, said... Let's she, call a spade a spade. You're pussyfooting around All I would say is that she pulled back a little bit from that and she said, vote whatever way you want to vote, but more than anything else, register. Okay, so since she said that, 250,000 people have registered since Sunday when she said Fair it. Enough. And normally it's, they get about 57,000 registrations per month. So it's, it just shows you the impact. enormous power she, she holds. Right. And where they, will they do as she says? Will, I'd say an awful lot of them will, to be completely honest. But the best thing is that she did have this She's from Tennessee. She is. It's and her, there's a midterm going on there. Yes. And, and she there's a particular candidate I think she's supporting there. There is. And, you know, while she supports her local candidates, she went through the Republican, a woman uh, Republican, for a shortcut and pointed oh. out to her voting records and various different things over the last few years, which she said it was an absolute disgrace. Getting Trump's ire. And Trump said, I'm sure Taylor Swift knows very little about politics. Uh, and I now like her music 25% less. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's so, you know, he's so shy and retiring, Trump. That's he really hard. is. I love the idea that everybody is on his radar. As well. <laughs> nobody, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before he makes comment about you, Ivan. Oh, oh so, indeed. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. But indeed. it just goes to show it's an enormous number of people to, to register. And I, I heard somebody saying that in America, it's, you know, all the time, it's about 48%. Democratic and forty eight percent Republican, and it's that little section in the middle that sure, swing. Sure, and, and, you and know, it could be young voters. It could be young voters. All right. Well, that ends the party political aspect of Tom until Dunn's presentation the, until the new election comes here in December. Absolutely, as you said. and then you'll have music for every party. I don't know who we have to, to rival Taylor Swift in Ireland, but we'll be twisting okay. their arms. Okay, maybe oh, Christy yeah. Moore. You know who knows? You never know. Okay, now your album of the week. Let's hear it. Of course, fans will know that is Elvis Costello. 
It's the latest album, Look Now and You Like It. Oh, it's his first album in five years. Okay. And the last album five years ago was a collaboration with other people that wasn't really a genuine Elvis Costello album. So I interviewed him about three years ago when he was coming to play Galway and he said the internet has more or less sidelined the album and he just, he can't work up the enthusiasm to go through all the processes of recording songs and putting them out there because they just get ignored because of the internet. So for him to do it now, I'm delighted with and I have to say, I didn't realise how much I missed him until I heard the tracks on the album. And I thought, what a joy it is to have somebody as intelligent and gifted as Elvis Costello back into world world and writing songs. And I've listened to it. It's a brilliant album. There's collaborations uh, on the album with uh, Burt Bacharach and Carol King has written a song with him. But more than anything else, it's his turn of phrase. I think he's one of the most gifted lyric writers All in the original material. Of the world. Absolutely. Um, was he unwell? He had can- he had a cancer scare. Now I have to be honest; he has been very unforthcoming in his uh, revelations about that. At the time, he said, "I don't want you saying it's a cancer scare because there are people who genuinely have much bigger problems in life with their health than I do. This is a very minor thing to be fixed." And he says now he's one hundred percent. He's okay. back. Um, so I don't, I don't know exactly what it was he had. And and, and in terms of Elvis Costello, and his, is he anything to the McManuses and Glen Bryan? He probably is. He probably is, because his real name, as you know, is Declan McManus. Oh, is it? And um, he he has huge Irish roots. Poor, I know Porrick McManus. You know, you, he was the National know, School Primary School teacher. All we can teacher. do is suggest Elvis as a contender for who do you think you are, and then maybe we can find out exactly the extent of his and Irish roots. And did he always change his name? Yeah, he was Declan McManus to begin with, and then when punk rock came around... He he, hel- he went for the idea of calling himself Elvis because Elvis is so associated with Elvis Presley that this kind of geeky guy in glasses was such an anti-hero that it was a great juxtaposition of things to take Elvis as his It was memorable. Name. Yeah. Very memorable. And he, when punk rock arrived, he was the most intelligent and intellectual and witty and he had a great turn of phrase. I can't imagine punk rock without him. He, he was the, the Bob Dylan of that era. Has he mellowed? I don't think he has. I saw right. even just today an interview and he's as spiky as he ever was. He goes through everybody for a shortcut. He's a very difficult interviewee as well. He's is not he, he's a Brit? He is. Um, he's not above telling you that I've answered this question previously. Right. Why don't you look up Wikipedia? He, you know, your interview has to have a bit of freshness right. to it when you go to him. Right. Um, is, he, is he gifted. an unhappy soul? No, or, I don't or think just so. a kind of sharp... I think he's one of those abrasive people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be telling you about an abrasive per- another abrasive person that I saw last night in a minute. But yeah, I think he's he's very intellectual. He's very... But you love him. Sca- I absolutely adore and him. in terms of all his albums, I know he hasn't produced anything since 2013. How would this rate? Brilliant. Right um, up there. Yeah, my favourite album of his is an album called Imperial Bedroom. And this has, 1982, this has shades of Imperial Bedroom about it, which is extremely high praise. I love him. Okay. Now for Tom's gig of the week... You won't believe it. The bunny men are back. Bring on the dancing horses, headless and all alone, shiver and say the words. Ah, here, the bunny men. Yes. I ask you, Go who on. are the bunny men? Echo on the bunny men. Oh, yeah, they were a brilliant band, are a brilliant band from Liverpool. I love the history of these scenes. There was a club in Liverpool and pretty much every band that came from The Cavern? No, I can't remember. Upstairs at Eric's, I think it might have been been called Eric's. And every band, uh, Echo and the Bunny Man and Teardrop Explodes and all these bands, they all just, there was such a small scene. There was one of the only 30 people. It's like the place we have in Camden Street, Whelan's, is it? Yes. Something like that, yeah. Uh, More more influential though, but they were one of of the bands who came through this scene. They released 
an album back in the day called The Cutter. And when I joined, something happens. It was the it was the the bond between us. We all thought that was a brilliant album. And I think if you were to be critical of us in the first few weeks and months, it was we sounded like a B division echo on the Bunny Man. But we all loved them. Um, and over the years, they have produced brilliant tracks like uh, Bring On the Dancing Horses, you just heard there, The Killing Moon, Crocodiles. They're a wonderful band. So they're coming to town this, this Friday. Friday night. Yeah, they've really the Olympia. The, yeah. Brilliant right. place to see them. Ian McCulloch is one of the absolutely coolest frontmen you could lay. But where would you get a name like the Bunny Man? I can't remember where they got their name from. He's he's also quite caustic in, in interviews. And um, I <laughs> he once dismissed you two as brickies. Bunch of brickies, he said. And then I had him on I the show. I don't have this trouble with politicos. I can well, actually be the abrasive one. Yeah. Um, I had him on the show and I said, do you still stand by your comment scene about YouTubing brickies? And he said, nah, internet brickies. <laughs> <laughs> Even more insulting. Oh, yes, better. indeed. Pretty right. cool front. If, if anyone's in a band and they want to see what a cool front man looks like, Ian McCulloch All on right. stage. The Echo and the Bunnymen and Ian McCulloch fronting Friday, uh, tomorrow night in the Olympia. Get yourself there. Uh, going since the 80s, going strong. Okay. Now, Tom, your tip of the week. Yes. It's there the is, Dublin Podcast Festival. Yes. It has been running for already a week and there's a week left in it. And it's celebrating the emergence of podcasts as a great uh, art form people are absolutely loving. And last night, I went to one of them, uh, an LA-based uh, guy called Bob Lefsetz, who I'm a huge fan of his podcast. And last night, he interviewed Bob Geldof as part of these podcasts, and it was brilliant. I, was I actually added. met Bob Geldof coming out of the Westbury. Wonderfully he didn't ab- say hello to me. Wonderfully abrasive, man. Yeah. And yeah, no, went through about. Brexit for a shortcut. In fact, there's a theme today. There it's is, isn't there? Abrasive, abrasive amongst people who yeah. think they're probably smarter than they actually are. I, and cooler than they are. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Bob was wonderful. And the ordinary mortals like you that are promoting these people, buying their records and so on, should not be treated so. You're right in a way. But I, I appreciate his, he went through Brexit for a shortcut, which was wonderful. And then he told the story of the rats, which is a brilliant story. And, and it, This was at the podcast. Yeah. When you hear Geldof talking about his life, you do have to stand back and go, it's such an amazing life. Live Aid and, and the coming together of Do They Know It's Christmas and what he's achieved over the years. You really have to listen. And above all else, though, he loves music and he'll always regard himself as a musician. And he said a great thing. He said, he's so modest, though. He is ridiculously self promoting it. <laughs> and so is Bob Lefsetz in fairness. But um, it's part so of an overall in festival. The, in, the, in, the, in the podcast festival, I had visions that people like Eamon Dunphy were making these podcasts and getting hits on them. So you actually go to a venue and you listen to Some of them are live. that ends up being podcasted. Yeah, is that one, it? one of the most Where's successful all, all over Dublin, Vicar Street and the Workman's Club. I, I recommend you go to the website and find out more about it. But I'll give you a taste of it. Like for instance, yeah. Tonight in Vicar Street, if I could find the piece of paper, there is a yeah. yeah. There's a man flying in from L.A. <laughs> Poor Tom is wading through the Charlton Report. It's and just not fair. Five hundred pages in front of him. There is a Netflix TV show called The Murders of Tupac and Notorious Big. They're two big uh, hip hop figures who were shot, and he is the L.A. PD cop who investigated them. He is portrayed in the Netflix drama, but he is the actual cop. So he is in Vicar Street tonight answering questions. And it's called I Know Who Shot Tupac and Biggie. So it's that kind of true crime. True so, crime so, is so, so I, I, I get this right. This podcast festival is not about singing, it's about interviewing podcasts. Right across, right, podcasts are about everything. A lot of true crime podcasts are massive, musician ones, health, lifestyle. But they are, they are more interview in style. The big thing about a podcast is that. Um, 
You don't now, have to watch. Is it like failure? Failure? Are you uh, your caretaking this or whatever? You no, I'm not involved at all. Curation. Not this. not curated at all. Right. Um, the, the interviews tend to be more in depth. So you're not plugging anything of your own this week. The, I will next week. I'll oh, be sorry. plugging okay. heavily okay. next week. Okay. Okay. You'll be embarrassed okay. next okay. week. Okay. Okay. But there are just there are millions of them. Blind Something boys are clearly not performing this weekend. No. Not this weekend. No. <laughs> okay. Blind boys are brilliant. He had David McWilliams. He sold out Vicker Street four times with his podcasts. David McWilliams. No, Blind Boy. Right. David McWilliams is one of his guests. Right. It just shows you that podcasts are hitting something and they're they're quite brilliant. You can say an awful lot more in a podcast than you can on the radio. It's less circumspect. Right. I'm told they're not making a lot of money. This is an issue. Some of them are. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's let's be clear about it. Echo and the Bunnyman, Friday in the Olympia. Taylor Swift has gone all political, but whatever you do, get the latest album from Elvis Costello. Look now, Tom loves it. And if you want to hear more from Tom every night, well, virtually Sunday to Thursday, we don't want to overwork him with his number of Nixers from 9pm, nighttime on News Talk. Tom Dunn, thank you. Thank you very much. 